Welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast, where we talk about entry-level experiences in many forms, careers, relationships, business, side hustles, money, travel, and more. We believe if you're always learning and growing, then you will always be entry-level at something. I'm Sarah Dudley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard. Today, we want to talk about interviewing. So both of us have gone through the interview process in the last year, as we've both taken on new job opportunities in 2019. And of course, over the last 10 years of our careers, we've experienced many different forms of interviews, everything from individual to group interviews to both virtual and in-person interviews. There are so many different types. It can be overwhelming how to prepare for not just the interview, the questions, but also you're going to get different types of interviewers. So how do you kind of prepare for the different potential situations that you'll be in and Finally, we're going to end with a little end segment on how we answer our least favorite interview Whoa. question. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. But, There's a lot of them. <laughs> but I'll pass it to Lindsay first yeah. and just ask you, what is your experience with interviews up to this point in your Yeah, absolutely. So I think when I was thinking about this episode, like plain and simple, there are just different types of interviews. So There's a difference between like your first ever interview, which I think you should prep a completely different way. You know, if you're graduating college, you're coming from an internship to a different company, or really you just haven't ever been in a situation where you've had to interview. So I like to kind of put that in the first time bucket. The next bucket I put in is an external interview, meaning maybe you kind of interviewed for some internships. Maybe you started out with your entry level job. But now you're leaving that, you know, you're leaving that job or that company and you're applying to a brand new company that you're an external hire. No one really knows you. Maybe you got referred by someone in the company, but you're still meeting everyone for the first time. And then the third bucket I like to put interviews uh, um, from an interview perspective is an internal interview for an internal promotion. And I know, you know, I've talked a lot about interviewing for different things on this podcast, but I think that. You have to separate those three types of interviews because I just truly think that you prep differently for each one. So why don't we kind of start with the first time interview? And I can tell a quick story about that. So for my first time interview, I remember I went to all the classes at college about like interview prep and, and what to do. And I had interned already. So like I had, you know, gone through some interviews from some accounting, an accounting firm in Maine, an accounting firm in Vermont. Um, and I thought I was like, you know, I knew you wore a suit. I knew, you know, you wore this, but my first ever like in your face interview for a real corporate job, it was with this accounting firm and I just wasn't prepared at all. People were showing up with binders of portfolios and things they've done in metrics. And I showed up with nothing. I didn't even have a notebook, which by the way, huge faux pas, always bring a black, bring a notebook to your interviews. Cause I didn't for my first one. And so what I, you know, I went through that process and I thought they were going to ask me kind of about my college experience. You know, you put together a resume out of school and you're like, this is what all the things I did in college. And I thought they'd ask about the extracurriculars. I thought they'd ask, but you know, from this specific interview, they were asking me questions like, okay, why'd you get this grade on, you know, why do you have this GPA? Like talk about your hardest class. 
like they did more of a behavioral interview, like talk about a time where you were put in a challenging situation and how you came, you know, how you came above it. Like talk about, you know, what do you see in the future as your future challenges? And that completely blindsided me. So I think if you're a first time interviewer, I would talk, I wish I talked to more people who had gone through an interview process, like some of my older friends, because I'm sure I wasn't the only one who got behavioral type questions, you know, and they didn't just say, so how was your internship? You want an accounting job? Awesome. Like what was auditing? Like it was not like that. Um, so I would say for first time interviewers, one, look the part. I always think you should dress for interviews for the next job. Meaning like, I always think it's good to wear some type of dress or some type of suit jacket, blazer, you know, look professional. I think clean, just clean up. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, it sounds funny now, but like a lot of people don't. The notebook's huge. You know, it shows professionalism. I would also, for your first job out of college, put together some metrics and things you've done so that you can at least walk in with something. So you can at least walk in with something. And then my third advice for a brand new interview is to just talk to as many people who have been through interview processes as you can and try to prepare for all different types of questions, not just about you, but about situations. So from a first time perspective, I think that's kind of where I made the mistake. So I don't know if you feel similar or if there's anything you want to add to that. Yeah, no, I think my, so my first ever, I guess, real interview, because I had interviews for jobs through college, like, you know, the quick five, 10 minutes just to make sure you're a normal yeah. human being for like a waitressing job or whatever. I don't really classify those in the same vein, but even for something, no matter what you are interviewing for, even if it's an hourly job or an internship, that like you need to put your best foot forward. But I would say my first real life experience at, with an interview was for the law firm that I worked at for a year after college oh, yeah, maybe I remember. up in Vermont, a small law firm. And that probably... I wow, that seems like so long ago. Forever, like 10 years. Oh, scary. But that one, I would say, even in comparison to others, the other interview processes that I've been through since then, that one was pretty low key, just in the sense of, you know, it was an entry level position and they just wanted someone who was smart and hardworking and was potentially interested in the legal field. And at the time, I didn't really know if I was or I wasn't. It sounded like an interesting area to me. And if anything, it was going to be good experience. And so I kind of just went with it. I honestly went to the interview and was like, if anything, this will be good experience interviewing, even if I don't get the job. It was kind of just one of those things where I'm like, I need some experience for that next time when I actually am interviewing for, you know, that big opportunity or something. And so I would say it was a pretty low-key interview my like my first legitimate interview was probably for when I was applying to IBM you know like where I work now that was probably like my first true interview experience in the corporate world you know I interviewed for internships along the way but it wasn't it's not the same intensity as when they're going to offer you a full-time position like like a full career move you know so First time, I think, is probably going to be one of your less stressful times because there's less on the table, right? They're not going to be paying you as much. It's not, you know, it's not a management position. It's not an executive position. As you get further in your career, when when there's more on the line for the company, they are going to put you through the ringer a lot more. But your first interviews are going to be... You know, if you show up prepared, yeah, look the part, yeah. Google clean the company, cut, know some things about the company. Please don't show up, and we'll get to this. We'll get to how to prepare, but 
please don't show up to an interview for a company and when they ask you why you are interviewing with that company, like not be able to answer because you don't know anything about the company. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so I had a really interesting experience. So like, so my first company was EMC and when I finally, so I went for my interview and I had been prepped so much on what EMC does to interview. I think a lot of people, if you know, some people I know listen to this, went through the program, but you know, I didn't realize that the first phone interview, they were judging you on the phone, how you answered questions. They had a checklist. I didn't realize that when you go in, they were watching you while you were sitting out there. Were you interacting with people? Were you, did, you know, were you fidgeting? Were you on your phone? When I went in there and I started interviewing them, they had a disruption and they wanted to see how I handled the disruption. Like, did I get up and shake that person's hand? Did I look them in the eye? Did I get right back to the topic? Was I, you know, did I get flustered under the spot? And so that was really eye-opening to me because I ended up getting the position, but I had no idea they were judging me on all of those characteristics, you know, just not even realizing it to just see how you work in a corporate environment. Um, another funny thing that happened to me on my first ever interview was because I was coming out of college and I was a little different than my other friends, like the jobs that I was interviewing for interviewed in like, like it was November, December, January, February, I was interviewing for jobs or trying to figure it out because that's just... Where, when they did the recruiting for what I was going to go into. And I remember I got there and I, I thought it went really well. And then they emailed me after and they said, oh, can you send us a writing sample? Just because I was a new hire and that was kind of part of the policy. And I'm like, and I was going into a business type field, but it was a rotational program. And so there was a, a two month part of the rotation where I was actually doing analytics and had to like write articles. And I was like, oh man, like I was an accounting major the only, like the, I couldn't even think of a writing sample except for like kind of a business plan that had diagrams or like accounting, you didn't write anything. <laughs> like I hadn't gone through my senior seminar yet where you actually did a case study. So I emailed them back and they're like, well, what's the most recent writing sample you did? And it was like sophomore year lit, like literally entry <laughs> lit. And the theme was like, you had to write a S you had to write, it was like lit or movies or, and things like that. And my term paper on the movie American Beauty. And that was all that I had. And I got an A on it. So I was like, this is all I have. And they're like, send it in. I had no idea. I didn't even reread it. And some of the things I had in there, I probably shouldn't have, you know, like yeah. I could have like edited a little better, but just a heads up. Cause little things like that will get you like, just, you know, just be aware of kind of the whole entire process, which I, and ask, ask, I never asked. Like, yeah. Like what they expect yeah, what they you to expect. provide. Yeah. yeah. No, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot you can prepare for, but there's some things you just can't prepare for. And so the ability to kind of think on your feet a little bit too helps, especially when it comes to this stuff, because you can prepare and you can prepare extremely well, but you also just have to prepare, prepare your mind to be like, to be hit with things that maybe you aren't prepared for. So the things that you can prepare for, you're going to most likely find out who you're interviewing with. So you want to look these people up, find out what their role is, find out what involvement you're going to have with them in your role, and then tailor your questions and some of your, you know, potential practice responses to the different types of people. So the things that HR is going to care about, it's going to be more around like your fit for that role, your experience like very specific questions around how well you fit this profile that they've been given, right? 
that's what HR is going to care about because they decide if you're going to go to the next round and actually meet with the people that you're probably working with or for. And so then though, when you're, when you start to meet with that next level, then they're going to care more about, yes, are you qualified, but also relevant projects, relevant things that you've worked on. Mm -hmm. Talk about how, you know, you're a contributor and how you impacted those results. What kind of person are you? You know, what is your personality like? Do you mesh well with these people? Do you have anything in common with them that you'll have to like kind of bond over if they're going to be your peer? Like I remember one interview I did with a company, I don't know, three or four years ago now. I actually got the, the offer, but I didn't end up taking it and stayed at my, my company. This girl I found out, I was doing fitness competitions back then. And I interviewed one of the girls who interviewed me. She was going to be my teammate. Yeah. She also did fitness competitions. Yeah. And so as soon as we found that common ground, it was like, yeah, you're still being interviewed, but it's on a whole different level at that point. Yeah. And it's like more of like, oh, we have this in common, but then the conversation flows easier. Everything flows easier when you have that kind of common point initially. And so when you're researching the people that you're going to meet with, and, and granted, you won't always have the opportunity to find out who you, the exact person, but at least that type of role you do a little research, find out if there's any common denominator. Maybe you grew up in the same state. Maybe you went to the same college. Like, you yeah. never know, but those common factors can make a big difference when it comes to building that rapport the first time around. So I just went through an interview process, not for the current job I have that we'll talk about later or in a couple episodes, but I was really struggling figuring out what I wanted to do. And I went through this interview process. It was an external interview process back to that other bucket. And I had gone through five or six years of doing all internal interviews. And when you do internal interviews, going in for pr promotion, there's a whole politics side. I mean, there's a whole politics side to it internally, you know, who you know, who you network with, who recommends you for the job. But I was going for an external job and a job that I hadn't done before and for a company that I had a, a type of technology I hadn't really worked with. And so... I was going through this process and it was nothing like I've ever seen before. I went in one day and had two interviews. Then I had to go back and I had three more interviews. Then I had to go back another week and I had four round robin interviews. And I started doubting myself thinking like, do they even want me? Like, am I doing well enough? And I found myself like, because I wasn't a hundred percent sure I wanted this job, I didn't have the passion that I usually have. And I remember even telling Sarah when we were traveling, cause I was like right at the end of the process. And I remember thinking like, I remember thinking like, I don't know if I'm even going to get this job, but this process has just worn me out. And it kind of, you know, one thing I was thankful for was it really helped me realize that like I wasn't passionate about the job and I really, truly didn't think I was going to get it. And the interview process really bored me. And that kind of opened my eyes to something that I'm going to take with me because I've never experienced that before, that I was thankful that the interview process was so painful because it made me realize I didn't want it. And on top of that, I probably wouldn't have been a good fit. And I was so stressed about it just because I was sick of going back in. And like, I was wanted to just drop out, but I didn't want to be a quitter. And then when they, they called me and kind of verbally told me that I was going to get the position and all this stuff, like I had a gut feeling like, wait, I don't want this. And mm -hmm. they wanted to schedule me for like one more thing. And I also got the impression they didn't want me either because I, they probably could have found someone who was more passionate about it. And so, you know, I withdrew and then at the same time they said, okay, thank you. Like, you know, we understand, but I'll never forget that where it was just such a grueling, tedious 
interview process and it just didn't come natural to me, but it made me realize I wasn't ready to go that route in my career. So sometimes as painful as interviews can be, if they don't work out or, you know, they can help, it could be a blessing in disguise, I think. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I think recently when I was kind of going through the process of switching roles and this was internally, I, I also interviewed for, you know, a position that looking back now, it's probably good that it went the way it did because it was the same to you. It was like the interview process was kind of painful and I felt like in some ways I was forcing it because I don't want to lose. You know, I want I want to like be the winner in this situation. But even though the longer it got drawn out, the more I started to feel like maybe this is just isn't the right fit. Yeah. And I'm just... It, I'm just trying to feed my own ego to like see if I'll get the job, even though I don't think anymore that it's really the best fit for me. And and obviously it all worked out and I ended up in something that is a really great fit for me. But had I, I think I, like you, I started to show, I started to kind of disengage from, from the interview process and I just wasn't putting my best foot forward. I wasn't following yeah, up. Yeah, it's a I weird, wasn't your doing, intensity's not there. Yeah, I wasn't doing the things you're supposed to do. I wasn't following up enough. I wasn't, you know, coming up with all these clever ways to show how passionate I was about that role. I just wasn't doing those things. And in my mind, I'm like, you're not doing the things that would get you this role. Yeah. Like, if you did these things, you probably... It's like you know it. Yeah. Like, you don't feel it. Like, yeah. you don't feel like energized but then at the end of the day like I didn't do those things and it and then that that role like I never kind of got like a firm yes or no on it it just kind of went away and so yeah it was like I didn't keep following up because it just turned into this really long drawn out process and at the end of the day I was already being offered something better for me anyway so it was one of those things that was like when you are interviewing it's not just them interviewing you like you want to be excited for this too it needs to be the right fit because at minimum, you're going to be doing it for a year, two years. At least two years. It, you yeah. know, depending on on what your career plans are. But it has to go both ways. And it's okay if you get in the interview process and then realize that it's not for you. That's the point. Yeah. Like, not every interview needs to be one. That's not the mindset you should have. And it's a hard thing to kick because we're trained to, like, win, yeah. win, win. Be competitive. But if it's not right, it's not right. So so just to like tell like a kind of personal story like about this topic, when they called me, we had just, Sarah and I had just gotten back from Jamaica and or, and our other friends and I was dead. Like it, we got back on like a Sunday and here it is on Monday morning and I was working from home and I had already had like six calls. I was miserable and they called me and let me know that I was probably going to get this job and it was so unexciting to me. That that's when I bought Abraham my dog. And so I think about that all the time. Like, I think about that. Like, if the job really excited me that much, I probably wouldn't have gotten Abraham. So just something to like, just something to keep in mind uh, when you're going through the process. Like, if you're not excited, it's probably not going to work. The other thing, I think we touched on it just t- a tad about the internal interview process. But, you know, there's going to be times where there's going to be jobs and there's going to be jobs in, internally that you want that just you're either not ready for, but you want to put your name in and you definitely should. Interviewing for internal promotions never hurts to throw your you know hat in the ring and get your name out there and really help. But with that said, sometimes you're going to be up against competition who's been at the company for a, a lot of years that just unfortunately have been playing the game longer than you, have been prepping for the roles longer than you. And I 
have been in that situation where I've once I've, I've got not to get win or lost, but I've gotten jobs like that. But I've also been in a situation where I really wanted it, but I just wasn't ready. And I had to like kind of face that fact that I need to better prepare myself. So those are things you may run into. Um, and just want to throw that out there from an internal perspective. Like don't get discouraged if the first time you interview for the internal promotion, you don't get it because then you can just put yourself on that track network with more people and then prepare yourself to get it next time. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing internally when you're interviewing, the downside of it being internal is that they're going to know you or know of you, of your reputation. They're going to know the people who work with you. They're going to have insider information on you before you even kind of step foot in the interview, right? And so they're going to already have a sense of what your weaknesses are just because they already have more information on you than they would if you were going into an external interview where nobody knows you, no one knows your personality. That can also be a positive thing because if you're a strong contributor, if you show great results, if you're someone that people love being around, that's going to help you. But the downside of it is, you know, for myself, for example, when I was interviewing for a role, I was like, well, you've never done this specific role in this company before this may not be the right one to start with. And so they already knew basically my whole history because it's the same company and they know the people I work with and all of that. So I think it's emotional pros and cons. It it can emotionally trigger you. It can make you feel like you're not doing the right things. Like, you know, sometimes in, you know, internal companies, like no matter where you work, no matter what industry, there's going to be internal politics, you know, and sometimes people might think you got the job and you didn't deserve it. There's always going to be that person that you might think the person who got the job isn't as deserving as you, but it, that's just the way it works. And it's, it's emotionally triggered me before, as I'm sure a lot of you listening, yeah. um, but you just have to move forward. So, you know, one thing, you know, before we kind of wrap this first part, um, one thing that I, you know, no matter who I talk to, I like to kind of think I'm a good interviewer or can give good advice from an interviewing perspective. And, I have a ton of friends in a a lot of different industries who go for corporate jobs, like nursing jobs, you know, promotions at doctor, you know, hospitals to be a different type of doctor, accountants, things like that. And whenever they ask me for any type of interview advice, the number one thing that I think is important is you're at the end of the day, you're selling yourself, whether you're in a sales role or what you're like you, I think through the entire interview, you should be telling a story of why you. Not coming, you don't have to come out and give a pitch like you do in a sales interview. Like, well, I crushed my number three years. You know, you can say like, you know, I started here. This was my education. I'll bring this, this and through your interview story, tell a story. Like, you know, I had some faults. I did some jobs I didn't like, but it got me here. And you bring it full circle to why you and why you're passionate about the job. Mm -hmm. And I find that if you make it about a story about you, why you, and you always have that in your mind, everything you're kind of answering with or your the question, like, you kind of bring it full circle at the end of the interview and the, they leave there feeling like, okay, wow, I remember three things about this person. Like, yeah. even if it's a little story about, you know, how'd you fall into tech? Well, I was, you know, one of the stories I told was I was an audit intern and I had a suit on and I was really excited to go on site and they made me, it was at the Portland fish market and they literally had me counting dead fish. And I <laughs> thought to myself, I could do more with my life than count dead fish. And that's the story they remembered and told me when I got the job six months later, they're like, that was really funny. 
you know, and that's it, funny. Yeah. And it, but so, little things like that that they remember you and they think, oh yeah, she's fine. Like she'd be a good fit here. Yeah, no, I. That's actually a really good point because one of the things that I always kind of did in, in, in any interview and still do this idea of having that story, like what is your story? People love to hear like how and why you are in the field that you're in. And for me, being in marketing, I always tell kind of like my whole life has been about storytelling from from when I was a kid and my head was buried in books and I had like read the most books of anyone in the fifth grade. Like they love that little antidote always. <laughs> and And then how that evolved into like my interest in psychology. And I thought all through college that I was going to be a psychologist. And then I did an internship my senior year that totally kind of spinned me off from having doing psychology as a career. But then it always came back to, well, I double majored in psychology and business. And what is the absolute perfect blend of psychology and business? It's marketing. And it, clicked, it really is. It That's clicked, funny you say that. It really is. Like, and it clicked yeah. one day and I was like, oh. But then I also always tell them the story of how like, I always thought marketing was just sitting around writing creative taglines all day, which it is not. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt to be creative and be able to come up with creative taglines, but it is far more than that. And so I always kind of tell those like anecdotal stories because people remember stories, especially if they're funny or personal or whatever it might be. Like, what is your, they call it, you know, an elevator pitch. Like, what makes you unique? What makes you the right candidate what what makes you have the ability to do the job better than anyone else but really if you can tell your story and it's unique and it's powerful and people will remember it and you have all the other stuff that everyone else has you have the education you have the degrees you have some experience you have all the other qualifiers they're going to remember you as a person and your story and how you come across more than they're going to remember any of those specifics like oh this guy had a 3.9 and you only had a 3.7 nobody will care about that if you're the better person for that position if they remember you and I just have to add this in for one of my buddies who I interviewed a lot of uh and like first time I interview a lot of first time employees mostly because I went through the program at one of my companies and my best friend to the to this day he came in probably like six or seven months after me but they had me kind of interviewing just to, for a peer, you know, you'll see that sometimes I just have you meet with someone on the team and I just have to give him a shout out because he came in from Chicago the morning after St. Patrick's Day on like, it was like a St. Patrick's Day fell on a Thursday and it, he came in on a Friday and we had had a huge party at our house and at, like the, the entire floor was like at our house and like D- Dudley's laughing because I, I used to bring my coworkers over all the time during the week and I remember we all showed up and we had heard that this group of people coming in to interview, someone was going to get set with each one. And I just was, I'll be honest, it was a Friday. I was really hungover. We had a half day and I had a breakfast burrito, a Gatorade and like three different drinks. Like just, and he's, my boss was like, Hey, this guy, Ryan's like coming in. And by the way, his dad's connected here. Like you need to, you know, take it seriously. (laughs) And Ryan came in. With his suit on and took one look at me. He goes, so are we, we're just not going to do this, right? And he started laughing and I started laughing because, and we, and we talked a little bit and I knew he'd be an instant fit, like great right in the family anyway. But it's just a funny story that we still joke about because sometimes you never know your peer interviews to your point, kind of being your best friend. So I just wanted to end 
with that, you never know, you know, what you're going to experience in, in the interview yeah, process. I, I had a similar interview. <laughs> One of the people I interviewed with when I joined my current company, like, it was hilarious because he was younger than me. And uh, basically, we ultimately kind of ended up talking about mutual friends, I think, or like, hey, like, <laughs> when's the last time you hung out in Southie in Boston? Yeah. Like, it was like so casual that I was like, okay, yeah. this is hilarious because it was. But sometimes you're looking for that. Like, they kind of pair you with people to be like, are just they going to fit see. in? Well, or... they told me afterward. They're like, we just wanted, nobody had actually met me in person yet. And yeah. there's so many interviews now are virtual. They're like, honestly, we just sent someone up there to make sure you were like a normal functioning human and you know, more than like, we hadn't actually seen you or talked to you in person. So we just kind of needed someone to verify that you were, you know, that you were who you said you were and that you were like legitimate. Yeah. So sometimes they're looking for different things with different people, but you just have to kind of roll with the punches. Yes. So I think this was a really good first segment. We went a little, you know, we went a little over, but I think it's really, you know, a lot of the stuff we do on this podcast is about networking you know, being an entrepreneur, getting ahead in your career. So I think an interview section is that was just really important. And we'll, we'll definitely be doing some follow ups on it. But for a fun ending segment, we wanted to keep the theme going. And Sarah and I were kind of laughing about when we were prepping for the episode, some of the questions we hate the most when we get interviewed. So we thought we'd end with that the most hated question you get, Sarah, when you get interviewed is Yeah, so my least favorite question I mean, besides the obvious, like borderline illegal questions, like what's your current salary and are you married type of stuff, which nobody can ask you, by the way, like you do not have to answer. I don't know any of these rules. (laughs) It is illegal in Massachusetts for them to ask you what your current salary is. Anyway, my least favorite question to get is where do you see yourself in five years? Because I honestly think, especially if you are young in your career, you are so much still in the exploratory phase. If you know your full career path at this point, I mean, it is going to change 10 times in, in the next five years, realistically. Maybe not 10, but you're, you should and probably will take some detours along the way and try different things. I mean, if you had asked me when I was in college where I saw myself in five years, I would have been like, oh, I'm going to be a divorce psychologist or whatever, a family psychologist or whatever I was going for at the time. And now I, I do marketing for technology. So obviously your career is going to take very different paths. And so I hate that question. It gets a little more clear as you get older, I think, mm-hmm. because you get a little more narrow, you get more specific, and you really find what you love and you stick with that for longer. But I think I hate that question because it kind of puts you in a box and it kind of says like, like this is where I'm saying I'm going to be in five years, but... Who knows? And I think that's the best part of exploring your career is that you should be open to doing something different if in two years you decide that you're not into that anymore and you're inspired by something different. That to me is something that you should follow. And so the way I kind of tend to answer that question is I say, like, ideally, this is where I see myself in five years, broadly speaking. And this is why I kind of I focus more on the why I see myself there then I do like the actual job role, like, oh, do I see myself as a director or a vice president or something? Like I focus more on the impact I'll have than I do on the role. I, yeah. I just, I just hate so, that So like question. what, a, how I answer that question, you have to keep in mind I'm in sales. I say, well, hopefully in five years, I'm killing it and making money for you at this company. Always get the job. Gross. <laughs> but yeah. Gross. But I hate like, it. But, but that, it's true. No, but that's like, like from a sales perspective, like all you salespeople in there, like, you know you have to say something cheesy like that. 
I hope I'm like over exceeding my quota and just making a ton of money. And they're like, you're hired. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like, where do I see myself in five years? Actually, I'd love to be, here. I'd love to be retired on <laughs> yeah. the beach, but I mean, what you're paying me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not living here. You really want to know? No. Um, so I would have to say my least favorite interview question, just because I'm so awkward, I don't know how to answer it ever is, um, what's your biggest like flaw or like, tell me about a time. Like what's like, if you could change one thing about, you know, what you, like, your work and, you know, work, you know, what's the word? Like, if you could, it, what, tell, like, what's your biggest mistake or what's your biggest weakness? Like, those type of things. Like, tell me about a time you made a mistake and how you overcame it. And then tell me about your biggest weakness. Okay. Number one, I don't want to talk about a time I made a mistake in an interview. So, yeah. like, let's be honest. Everyone kind of takes that approach. Like, you give, like, not a weakness, but just something that kind of makes you, it's like, you know, oh, one of my big, like, one time I made a mistake and I, like, took on all the work myself and I should have delegated. Like, that's what you say, but it's like, that's not really a mistake. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to say, oh, I messed up this, like, like in my accounting days, like, oh, I messed up this audit and I had to redo, you know, everyone on the team had to work on the weekend. Like, who wants to hear that? That actually happened. And then, like, What's your biggest weakness? Like you always take kind of like a, oh, I work too hard. I pay yeah. too much attention to detail. I need to stop doing that. Or, yeah, that's oh, the right way to answer that question. Yeah, is like, you, you find something that is a weakness, but you turn it around a as a strength, as a positive. Like, so that's I, how you answer it if you're wondering. You know, honestly, the weakness thing I always say is I'm, I say I'm really, I could be better at organizing my account, my time management because managers love hearing that. Like, a renewed focus on that stuff. Like I do it and you say all the good things you do, but being like, Oh, maybe I'll block out the nighttime for like more reading. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's like what I do, which (laughs) they probably don't. Right. So I would say talking about your biggest weakness or like a time you made a mistake. I hate that stuff because I kind of feel fake. And as much as like, I've gotten it down to administratively. I wish I could, cause you know, I have to always update systems and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I was just quicker at doing that. And it didn't bother me as much. And I've, or, or in my last interview, they were like, what's the, you know, what's one of your weaknesses? And I was like, my expenses. Like, I was just honest. I'm like, I need to do better at like getting my expenses done. Cause I wait till the end of the quarter. And they're like, yeah, that's fair. I get it. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like things like that. Don't like talking about it. Could do without. Probably. Yeah. I, I agree. I hate that question. It's just, there, it's just a weird question to ask in an interview because yeah. people's weaknesses most likely probably have nothing to do with their jobs. Like, my weakness is buffalo chicken pizza, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, like what? If you ever want to blow an interview, Tell him, answer yeah, that. Yeah. Answer that. Tell me about a time you made a mistake. Be here. <laughs> well, there was just, one time in college. Yeah. No, I just, I think those questions are kind of, in my opinion, as someone who's interviewed quite a few people, I just think those are kind of, I call them like, you know, boilerplate questions yeah. that if you don't feel like interviewing someone, then they shoot it over to you. But, and the, well, another one that just reminded me of real quick, the questions that are like, how many golf balls does it take to get to Mars? Yeah. <laughs> you like stack them up in a row. Like I despise those The wonderlit questions. Cause like, they're just about like yeah. how you think. They asked me once, what's three times three times three? Cause they, everyone, when you do it quickly says nine, cause they think you're saying. Yeah. Like three plus three plus three, but really it's 27. Yeah. And I remember like I was like warned about that question. I was waiting for it and they switched it to four times four times four. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I got to do some real math here. Dave. Right. But I will say just to, I knew, I told Sarah, I go, this segment's going to go long. But one thing I just, I will say my favorite question to ask. And I think I, the first question I ask everyone I interview is like, why do you want the job? And I just keep it really simple. I don't ask a single thing about their resume. Like, 
I just say, why do you want to work here? Why do you want the job? And you'd be surprised how many people get fumbled on that. But just a hard know, question. I'll end this with like a, a friendly tidbit. If you ever interview with me, that's what I'm going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I think one of my favorite questions is when people actually ask about things outside of work. Like, what do you, what like inspires you? What excites you? Like, what do you like to do? Because I feel like that's real. It's human. That like brings out like who that person really is beyond like the job. Because the job stuff's all going to be the same. Like, can you do it or not? You know? Yeah. That well, stuff matters. this has been a really good episode and we actually really want to hear from you guys. Like, like we're, we'll put something on Instagram or, and something on Facebook, but like, leave us your, your, uh, leave us some comments with your worst interview experience. Or if you have some funny stories, we'll just love to hear them or reach out to us if you want to share the stories, because I just think everyone has a good one. And I just think it's a really fun topic. Yes, definitely. Tell me what your five-year plan is, guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Entry Level Podcast. Thanks.